0: Thank uh-huh. you. Hello and welcome to the Villa Park Podcast. It's me, Rich, and I'm back with my man Martin. Uh feeling a little bit more cheerful after the uh the, the games this across this weekend, particularly after the game that's just been played, Martin. Um how are you doing? Especially after, after a disappointing result.
1: Yeah, you know, a bit let down. Thought the tempo was a bit slow enough, but uh no, I'm a bit more cheerful now after seeing everything just smacking bright, and I just couldn't believe it. I didn't know where that came from at all.
0: Yeah, and and we also forgot you must be very, very uh, chirpy about your new equipment there, rocking a new podcast microphone, looking like it's this multicolored as well. Look at that.
1: Yeah, it's got a little bit of a light to it and all. I, I I didn't even know that it's deadly and it's gone with the Aston Villa retro kit and everything. It's class,
0: I'm, I, exactly, I'm mate. Exactly. <laughs> Look, it's the <laughs> it's the subscribers you see. We're nearly at fourteen hundred guys. We're nearly there. We lost a couple over the last couple of days, do not we? It was because people were getting a bit a bit anxious about the content. We 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 obviously did a preview on Thursday, but we we had a couple of days off. Uh, but yeah, please do um, hit that like button, guys, and do hit that subscribe button. We're literally five subscribers away from 1,400, so I'm going to keep my eye out today. But please hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you're new to the channel. If you want to join the channel as a, and become a member, I've pinned the comment, uh, I've pinned it into the chat. So click that link and uh, jump across and you can join the channel as a member. Uh, Duncan is in the house. Evening, Duncan. Uh, great to have you on board. Tottenham is now the crunch match. Yes, we obviously are going to do a preview later on this week, but we are going to cover the run-in. We've got to cover it because, you know, it's twists and turns all over the place. Uh, good evening, Michael. Hope you're well, mate. Thank you for joining us uh, tonight. Um, but we, we we have to cover the game first, the Wolves game. Um, obviously, uh, Wolves won Aston Villa nil. We were slightly... Uh, what's the word? We're cautiously optimistic going into the game, Martin, and me, myself, you, and George on um, on Thursday night. But I think deep down we knew it was a tough game. We'd never do well at Wolves, and um, when you can see the goal, you know, after nine minutes, Wolves being as they are, very defensive and very solid, it was always going to be a tough ask to to get back into the game.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, Wolves seems a bit of a bit of a bogey team, always have been. And I just think that, you know, they're they're probably living on a high. I'm seeing all over the Wolves Twitter that, oh, uh, Aston Villa have had their best season in years and they still couldn't beat us. What, did they want a trophy for that or something? Like, yeah, you know, it's they've probably had their best years and still, what, what are you getting out of it? Like, you're not getting anything out of it. We're still going to finish above them. So, have your bragging rights by all means and beating us in the games, but we're still going to finish above them in the table. So, I have no issues. But... But the game itself, yeah, it was very cautious. I was watching it, and when the goal went in, I was like, that's a free header. Yeah, that's something that, you know, we've been lacking at times. That's defending our set pieces. Uh, but I just felt, you know, we probably could have nicked the point. I felt we probably deserved the point. But with Wolves are so good defensively. You nearly have a nine, ten men behind the ball. So it was always going to be a hard ask.
0: Yeah, exactly mate. I think you summed it up really well there because yeah, you you know, free header in the box off a set piece, that's the last thing you want to do against a team like Wolves. I think Ramsey lost his man a little bit um uh and um, and obviously you have got Ming's free uh to kind of win the ball and it just he just kind of got caught underneath it a little bit I felt, mm. but it's one of those um and and yeah you know, I think we did, we did respond well in that first half in particularly. And, um, uh, you know, um, players like Brendier had a good chance. I think Watkins had a, had a good headed chance and we looked threatening. And I think we played better in that, in that first half than we did all of the game against Man United, but we just couldn't, we couldn't get that final ball. Um, and yeah, they just kept got blocks onto a lot of things. And, once you've got that lead, it, it's very, very difficult to. We've seen in the Premier League, it doesn't matter who you pl- who's playing or who you, who you're playing. If you get that one nil lead, it's very, very difficult for the opposition to to get back into the game, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, and especially a defensive team against you know, a team like Wolves, you know, when they go one nil up, they tend to hold on to that lead, or they might grab a second. You know, I think they've got like six one nil wins since Lovatiki come in, so it goes to show that. When they go 1-0 up, they're very good at keeping their leads. So, you know, that's why they've cleansed the table and pretty much guaranteed our safety, which all the fans were celebrating. And, you know, like for Wolves, you know, every time they come 1-0 up and they're able to keep that lead, and it's just like really disappointing. For us, it's disappointing because we had plenty of chances to try and get back into it. Jose obviously with a good save. Watkins, the header straight at him, And and, on any other day of the week, that probably would have went in. Yeah. Or Sam say another day in a month or something like you know, but uh, no, the, the game itself I felt was disappointing. We could have got a point away, I would have been happy with a point, but like I said, I've seen espe- espe- especially after on, the, the results of their yeah. life, and yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. all of a
1: sudden, Villa fans are optimistic again.
0: No, exactly, but if that takes that point, you know, if we'd have got that point, you know, then that makes it even. You know, that makes it even more important. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, Rachel said they're fair play to Wolves. Um, they scored and went 10 behind the ball, did what they had to do to win and stay in the league. Congrats to them for that. Exactly. And Michael said it was a game of missed chances. And yeah. I did want to cover this with you because, and I will talk to um, Gareth about it on on our Talking Tactics show, which I'm sure will be either out tomorrow or Wednesday. he uh, got a lot to cover on that when we talk about kind of XG and, and whatever the, whatever the rights and wrongs of XG are, but the mm. fa- facts are our XG was really high in the game against Wolves or higher than it was again, you know, in previous games that we've actually won. But do you think that we don't take enough shots? What I mean by that is we're trying to engineer like a really good chance, but really, if you look at it, Brendier had the shot from outside the area and that mm. was brought a great save from the keeper. But apart from that, like I don't, I don't see McGinn having many shots. I don't see Louise having many shots. I don't see Ramsey having many shots. I don't see Buen, uh, Buendia having too many shots. And like you saw the goal that um, Ben Rama scored for West Ham, where De Gea makes a terrible mistake, she takes a shot early. I just, I, just, I would just like us to for more midfielders to take more shots because. You know, if they get it on target, then the keeper pushes it out or we get a corner or we, we add more pressure to, to that team, create forward momentum. But I just feel like we don't, those midfielders don't shoot enough. So it's no wonder that they only get three or four goals a season.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I I kind of felt that in the Wolves game. All right. McGinn got the ball in some good positions and I thought he would have smacked it into the top corner or, like you said, forced the corner, you know, and... And that's really is frustrating because you you hear some of the fans go, shoo, but then all of a sudden you make a pass out to left-back or right-back and you're going, you could have had a decent chance there. And all of a sudden, you know, it's the same for Wendy, same for Ramsey, same for Louise. I think the only long-range shot I think Louise takes since Emery's come in was the one against Brentford and he put it just wide. And that was like in the last minute. And I was kind of saying, imagine if he scored that. Yeah, yeah. And then Buendia, when he took a shot from outside the box, and he forced a save off keeper. So I was kind of like, well, this should have been an incentive that there's probably going to be shots from range. And, you know, players like Wendia, Ramsey, Louise, and McGinn are more than capable of doing that. So I don't know why they didn't do it, unless it was just a game plan to try to get the ball in behind against Wolves. But it was never going to happen with how defensively good they are. They keep a good structure and they, they don't let teams pass them. You know, very hard to break them down. And I just felt that, you know, there should have been more shots from range to.
0: Try and get yourself back into the game, but ultimately it didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, if you're trying to engineer that opportunity, you know, like um, Moreno was 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 frustrated. He couldn't get down the side of of Semedo. um uh, Obviously, Triore was was frustrated in the first half. Um, I've got, yeah. I've got to say, um, I've got to say Leon Bailey in a Jamaican accent for um, Hits hit Remastered because he says that every time we say a Spanish name, they always say it in a in like they always roll their R's and stuff. So, but he says like <laughs> Jamaican names, they don't say Leon Bailey. So I've got to do it. But yeah, Leon Bailey, and Leon, did, Dale, uh, uh, Leon yeah, Bailey, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, I mean, he 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 couldn't get um, you know couldn't get down the sides either too too often. So you think. OK, if we if we can't do that and we can't get through them, the best bet is the space is in front of them. So have long-range shots. You know, we've got good players who can strike a ball. Like I I, don't, I really don't understand it. And I don't know whether that comes from the manager or, you know, he wants us to keep playing a certain way and create a better chance. But I think at some points you've got to kind of take the, the bull by the horn, so to speak, and, you know, and, and, and react as the game's going on. And I just felt that we... You know, obviously we had that cr- great chance with Tyro Mings um, off a set piece, but other than and I think Ashley Young had a shot that just went wide. But other than that, we just didn't. You know, th- those attacking midfield players need, need to be need to be striking the ball more. Like, I, was it ch- against Chelsea McGinn Scored from twenty five yards. You know, and yeah. that, that's really the only goal I can remember that we scored from from quite quite far out in recent times.
1: Yeah, and the Lucas Junior free kick, admittedly, it was a free kick, but still, that was a bit of a shot from range. Yeah, they're the only two that come to my mind. Everything else yeah. came in like inside the box or like a really good finish. Like, probably, I
0: tell a lie, I tell a lie. Um, Traore against Leicester, yes, that was, just yes, a sorry, snapshot. Yeah. one, one, one touch finish, but yeah, yeah
1: just I mean, just a quick reaction, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Duncan says there, one thing we've lost is goals from midfield. That was our strength before. Something Emery will rectify in the summer. If Watkins doesn't score, we don't win at the moment. And that, that's that's true. That's that's massively true. I mean, other than like Mings against Fulham, but that was just a game again where we got the goal and we just shut up shop. We create yeah. good chances, says Michael, but converting them is the problem for me. But you're right, we do need to shoot more. Uh, yeah, if anyone's in the Forest game, is still nil-nil. I
1: want to see Forest
0: <clears> win that. Rachel said, is it confidence or if they miss, if they miss, so we lose possession and we have to start again, if we have the ball, they can't hurt us. Yeah. But I guess it's just the fact that we were, we were already one nil down. So you kind of, you know, we could have got back instantly into the game when Brendan had that shot. But other than that, I can't, I can't really remember any real prolonged pressure that we put on, onto Wolves. And that was the, disappointing mm. thing and then michael said if we're doing jamaican accents we need to get to you and i yes definitely definitely yeah
1: yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: my attempt was horrible <laughs> yeah. um any like i guess for me obviously a lot of the um a lot of the has being around our more creative players uh yeah. again um, emmy buendia jacob ramsey um for me I, I don't necessarily blame those two that much but i think playing against Wolves what was really highlighted to me was the fact that we didn't have we lost a lot of physical physical battles in that midfield um and you know I don't I don't quite know why Den Dunker didn't start in this game because for me this was a perfect game for a, for a Den Dunker we saw how well he played against Newcastle another very mm. physical side yeah but yeah what what were your thoughts on on the on the midfield battle
1: I always feel like, apart from that Newcastle game where Dendonker was really well, you know, with physical battle, that's someone that you needed in there, that when we're against a physical team, we tend to hide,
0: mm.
1: which, you know, that's something that you can't do in the Premier League because if you hide from a physical team, you're going to get punished because of the lads that are probably a bit more flexible for the forward in those teams. And, you know, like, and I thought, you're right, that that game was perfect for Dendonker. And I just don't know why he didn't even... Did he even come on? I don't think he even came I, on. Did he no,
0: he didn't come on? No, no he didn't so come on
1: at all. So it was a, it was a weird one. But funny enough, when Kamara came on, I thought we were a bit more physical in that midfield, even if he was only on for about 10-15 minutes. Mm. And we looked a bit more physical, looked a bit more lively, but by that stage it's too late.
0: Exactly, mate. I was just about to say the same. Just about yeah, to say the same. that
1: it's too late. You're chasing the game. That's not when you want to be physical. That's if you want if you want. I'm a firm believer that Kamara should not have started that game anyway because of the, the Chelsea situation that, you know, he was injured too quickly. So it was right to bring him on. But I felt if you are going to make a change, you would have done it earlier. Mm. You know? That's yeah. the only thing I have.
0: Yeah, I just... It's just one of those where we're looking at a Buendia and a Ramsey who like to get the ball in the in the areas, in the attacking third, on the half turn and run. But the problem is, is if you if you're not physical enough in midfield... You You are, bullied. Yeah, you get bullied, and they have to come deeper and deeper to get the ball. So then they just end up getting pushed off the ball from a Lamina or from whoever else, who I thought Lamina had an excellent game, to be honest, and a Neves. um, And they just get more and more frustrated, and they get more and more further away from Watkins. Whereas, as I Mm. say, if Dendonka had been in there, maybe you sacrifice a Traore, keep McGinn out on that left-hand side. Dendonka, Mm. Louise. And then you've got your, your two further forward, then Donka just is a bit of a disruptor, gives the ball to Louise, and then we're we're away. Um
1: that's it. Yes. Yeah, and so- I felt
0: in that I felt in that game as well that, that right that our
1: right side of ours, we just got no joy. Like Triore and Bailey were just shocking. Like mm. they're just not up to the standard, I don't think. And I know Triore had a good bit of sin to form with two goals and two games, stroke of luck, but it doesn't matter how you get them, as long as you get them. But at the same time, I just think the two of them are just not up for the standard of the Premier League, which is why it's always been hinted that Emory wants a wide midfielder,
0: especially on that right side. Hundred mm. percent, mate. I I totally agree. A um, few comments coming in. Uh, Deco's in the house. Says yes. Yeah, sorry, I'm late. Been teaching all night. Not a problem, mate. Hmm. Uh, up the Villa. Uh, good good man for jumping on the show. I hope I Don't...
1: hope he's uh, teaching the West Brom fans a lesson on how to come back up to the Premier League. <laughs>
0: Yeah, good good, uh, good job for Sunderland and Coventry today getting in the playoffs. Um, yeah. So, yeah, really good job for them. Agreed. Middlesbrough and Luton are the other I, teams, aren't they? Middlesbrough and Luton, yeah. So, Luton yeah. play uh, Sunderland and uh, Middlesbrough play uh, Coventry. So, hmm. yeah, really good. Um, yeah, wanted to cover this as well. Uh, Rachel says, uh, can I say Diego Carlos coming back was such a positive and his passing range was a blessing. Yeah, and uh, Dico agrees good to see Diego back and Michael agrees as well I mean that was a little bit of a surprise wasn't it um yeah that, 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 that he came on um because especially like what was it 15 20 minutes to go um uh, but yeah I mean yeah very 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 surprising the fact that he hasn't been used at all for the whole of the time he's been back and then all of a hmm. sudden he's, he's he's stripped off to come on you know the second, the first substitution of the of the second half. You know, obviously, I know he made a change at halftime, but yeah, very pleasant surprise and, and played and played very well when he came on.
1: Well, I think Emery probably didn't want to risk him because you know the Achilles injury to, to come back from that. That takes a lot of work, and you know the last thing you want is like a ninety nine percent, because it just takes that one percent chance for that Achilles to go again or another little niggly injury. So obviously he's waited and he's been patient. And when he came on, it was fantastic. And I, you know, I also felt that cons had done really well at right back. He did actually, because, yeah, because yeah, you know it was the first thing he done when he got the ball outside of foot job through the lines, bang into Louise. I was like, whoa! And, and there was a one way
0: line as well where he just kept yeah, going. I mean, the only thing it. he doesn't do, he doesn't cross it very well. But yeah, I was, I was, as I was say, but I mean, one of the cross field passes that. um one of the crossfield passes that Carlos put into, uh, I think whoever was out on that left-hand side, Moreno, was fantastic. Oh,
1: look, and I think we were missing that for a while. But at the same time, Cons and Mings have been incredible. So, but when Carlos came back, because I seen him, that Emery was talking to him, I was like, oh, is Carlos coming on? <laughs> yeah, mate. I, right, I expect, know, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I was there going, what oh, the, sorry for my language, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. say it. But I was like, what the hell like, what's going yeah. on here and then he yeah. comes on and I was thinking right Konza will probably go right back that's that was my first talk because I didn't think he was going to take Konza or Mings off but then obviously Konza went right back and I thought we were a little bit more structured and more solid with Konza right back and Carlos Mings and Moreno I thought we were very good
0: yeah well Neto it wasn't was, big. Net- yeah Neto was targeting Young wasn't he and I think like you said, we couldn't get anything going down that right hand side because they were put they were really pressing Ashley Young and it was it was it was quite tough to tough to watch to be honest. Um yeah. and especially the way that we want to play with that possession game. If the ball goes out to him and he's shut right down, it, it's really difficult. But um but yeah, I mean, as I say, uh it was great to see Carlos come on. There's one or two positives. It was always gonna be a tough game against Wolves, like I say, and um you know, like teams like Man United, they've just beat us 1-0 and they've just lost two games 1-0 in a row. We've just lost a couple of games 1-0 in a row. And, and mm. you know, the form's still good. Maybe that's a little blip. Maybe that's a little wake-up call. We've got players coming back from injury. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe get on with it. But I'll go through a couple mm. of comments because I do want to cover a few statistics and then we'll get into kind of what the results uh, mean for us moving forwards um yeah sean is joining us sean kmg says great show lads thank you very much mate it's much appreciated hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and drop us a like um forest oh one nil up they are now two nil up uh i've just seen on the on the screen behind me forest a two nil up get in there forest um saying, i think that's a nail in southampton's coffin if it stays like that mm. um and then, uh, sorry, Duncan said, Forrester stay up, Leicester look gone. Yeah, bad result for them today. We learn more from mistakes and defeats. It shows the weaknesses in the squad, tactics, etc., and where we need to improve. Lots of positives to take, says Rachel. I absolutely agree. Uh, Michael said, all those players have been given a fair chance by Emery, and I'm confident that he knows what we need in the summer. 100% mate. Um, comment. Duncan said, true, these defeats are showing Emery what actually needed in the summer. Um, yeah. And then Michael said two 0 to Forrest. Yep, yeah. Rachel said we've conceded lots of. We haven't conceded lots of goals, which is good as well. Exactly. It's 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 what the odd goal. Uh, Weston said it. that's our blip after going on a good run, seven points incoming from our next three games. Let's I'm let's be positive, mate. Hit. Yeah, but I did want to show you the the stats. So just while I'm sharing my screen, and um, just a quick reminder, guys, hit that like button. Uh, We've got good numbers watching and hit that subscribe button if you are new. And if you do want to join the channel for just £1.99 a month, less a third of a uh, cost of a pint, um, then click the the, um, link at the top. It's pinned in the chat um, and you can follow the instructions to become a member of the channel and a true Villa Park Pod follower. Hmm. So, um, yeah, looking at the stats, Martin, I mean, 62% possession, more shots on target, 16 shots. More touches, more passes. Obviously, they had more tackles. They had way more clearances. We had more corners. Um, they conceded more fouls. I mean, as I said I'm before, yeah, I'm looking at a FIFA game. That's what I'm looking at a FIFA game. Yeah, looking at that, you know, obviously we did the stats against Man United, and it wasn't great. Looking at that, like if you play like that in most matches, would you would you would it be fair to say you win most matches? Yeah, you would. If
1: if that was on, if that was like our stats for like an entire season, you'd be winning a hell of a lot more games, than that. and you would have two, three, four, five games where it probably just didn't go your way, like this one. But looking at them stats, I, I'm sorry, I'm comparing it to FIFA like 23. You're all over an opponent, all over on me, and he goes to win one nil, and he doesn't let you live it down for the rest of his life.
0: Exactly, exactly. It's. I don't know. It was just a funny game, and as I say, it's one of those local local derby, if you want to call it that. Wow. Uh, massive game for them. I did. I didn't think they were great. I thought they had one or two good performances. As I said, Lamina was good. I thought Neto was quite threatening. I thought I actually thought Diego Carlos was pretty good. To be fair, he gave yeah a, he, he was fairly physical. He gave me game. a good run for his money. Yeah, and Dawson at the back was very good. Um, yeah. And, yeah, Michael sums it up. Says He said we didn't take our chances looking at the stats. Absolutely. Like, In I fact, mean, that means, that means chance. That means chance. How, how does he not put that away? Oh. I thought,
1: I know what? Uh, I agree with Sam, of all people, for that to falter. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he didn't have the instinct to just header it over SAF. Yeah. Or, unless it just, or kind just of not, fell not out, hit agree, it so
0: hard. Just not hit it. Yeah. Just guide it into the corner.
1: That's it, but it's he's not a striker. It's not that striker's instinct. So if that yeah. was an Ollie Watkins, that's a goal. If that's a Wendea, that's a goal. Because you know what he's like in the air. He's class. Yeah. So if all the people were at the fault, I agree
0: with Sam. If all the people were at the fault, it had to be Tyrone Minks. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Well, look, we dust it off. We've said there a couple of 2 pe- oh two one two one. Oh. We've said there, um, a couple of people have said, you know, we're just off and we um, we go on to the next game. Now, obviously what's transpired is um, one or two results. I mean, Liverpool look mm. like they are, um, you know, on, on form. Brighton obviously had a, a good result against United, but got absolutely tanked tonight, 5-1. This is Monday night Monday night that we are doing the show. Yeah. So I think it just goes to show that. Look, we we always assume, you know, obviously we do our running shows, we do our kind of how many points are we going to get, all that sort of stuff, and we always assume that you know all these teams are going to win these games and these teams are going to win these games. But you know, look, when teams are at the bottom and they've got some f- things to fight for, funny results happen, and and, and w- particularly with a team like Brighton who have still got what's five, six, seven. 5 6 I think games you've got 5 games left now five yeah, it's they got you know games catch up with you you know games catch up mm. with you and we were we were assuming that they would win all these games you know or they beat everton and then they beat so and so and then beat so and so but it's not quite going to be as simple as that is it
1: no and i and i've been saying this for ages in our group chat they still have the top three to play They've still got Man City, they've still got Arsenal, and they've still got Newcastle. Now, admittedly, I know we bet Newcastle, but at the same time, you know, Newcastle are flying. They probably should have bet Arsenal. It was just a stroke of unfortunate for them They're hitting the post twice, a great save from Ramsdale. Any other day, that's three goals for them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they've still got Newcastle, Arsenal, Brighton. I think they've got, I'm oh, sorry, Man City. I think they've got, they've got Forest and Leeds in there as well.
0: I'll I'll get
1: their fixtures up now. Um, yeah, because I think they have two teams down the bottom as well, and a lot of teams down the bottom be thinking, right, if we play so, like Everton yeah. did, they'll catch them on the counter. That's exactly what Everton did. They caught them on the counter like four or five times, and
0: bang, goals straight away. So, yeah. like that was just it. it showed it showed me as well today that Brighton, you know, obviously how we beat them, they do a lot of they do a lot of their attacking down the right and right flank and left flank. But mm. they're still quite weak through that middle. I know Evan Ferguson's a great player, but you know he's eighteen. You come up against a Yerimina tonight or someone like that, you, you, you're going to get, you know, it's you're coming against big, big time centre backs. You know what I mean? So, but anyway, they've got Arsenal away, Newcastle yeah. away, uh, Southampton at home, as as you said, Man City at home, and then they've got Villa away. Um, oh, that's right. So, yeah, sorry, this level was on the last day. I don't know why, I forgot that.
1: So, like, that's not an easy running for them. It's not. Like, that's top three teams. Uh, you say
0: Southampton, was it? Yeah. So they've got Arsenal yeah. and Southampton both away. Uh, sorry, Arsenal and Newcastle both away from home. So, yeah. look, again, we're getting into predicting results here, but we know Arsenal's not, away is not going to be an easy game. Arsenal's still chasing the title. Newcastle away. Newcastle want to cement uh, um, a Champions League spot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Then, then, so let's say the worst happens for for Brighton. They're then going into a Southampton game. Southampton, let's face it, will probably be down. But look, you know, it's a local, a fairly local derby, whatever. Let's say they win that. Then they've got Man City at home. Would you suggest that Man City have won the league by then? I doubt it. Man City might have to win to to settle the league. I and think then Man City us. will
1: win the league by then because this is. You have to remember this is Man City in April and May. They don't lose games. They keep winning and winning and winning. Yeah, it's like clockwork yeah. for them. It's just yeah. going and going and going, and they have a game in hand. Yeah, and that game in hand is Brighton,
0: and if they win that, that's the league wrapped up. Yeah, and and then not forgetting, you know, obviously Liverpool are on a very good run at the moment. Um, uh-huh. But even saying that, like I say, teams, it's not as easy as you as you make out. Leicester have had a terrible result today. Would it be at, Would it be out of the ordinary for Leicester on Monday night at home? To, to get a result against Liverpool, right? And then they've got us, mm. yeah? It's, and then they've got Southampton. But is it, I, like I say, you know, we're we're expecting, we, when we do these run-ins, obviously we said, oh, they win this or they lose this, but we expect these teams to win every game or we say, oh, they'll play them, they're on good form, they'll beat them. It just doesn't mm. always happen like that.
1: No, and I remember when we were doing our run-in that, you, you and Kevin had like you know, ah, uh, they're gonna win, they're gonna win, and I had a few shock results in there simply because they do happen, they tend to happen, but never in my
0: wildest dream that I think everything's going to be Brighton. No, no, but, no. I'd I say I couldn't stretch to that one, but look, I'm I'm going to no. rewatch it and see see what see what we said in that and see how close we yeah, are. I'm, um, I'm I'm
1: going to do the same myself, rewatch it and see what happens. But at the same time, I look at Liverpool's run in Leicester. This would be a typical game for Liverpool to draw or lose because they've been beating the big teams. They're having a Robin Hood season. They beat the big teams and they lose to the small ones. It's a Robin Hood season for them for some reason and they're playing catch-up. And, you know, then they'll have us and they won't treat us lightly, not in the slightest because they know if they lose to Leicester... And if we beat them, they're in big trouble. So they won't take us lightly either. So exactly. this is a, it's going to be a very, very tasty run in. It's, it's massive. It's absolutely
0: massive. Yeah, it's great to be in it as well. It is so good to be in it. This is what you want that's it. Uh, as a player. Um, Deco uh, just referencing the Wolves game again. Low block is always hard. They got a goal and decided that's all they were capable of. a Shut up, shop. One hundred percent. Yeah. Nick is joining us, says, considering how Ollie's form has nosedived after the birth of both his children, should he now be banned from, you know what, until late September? So his next child is a closed season baby. I, I think so, mate. Yeah, I think so. Um, Willie Moyes, evening, guys. Great show as usual. Thank you, mate. Disappointing result. But if we miss out on Europe, would it, would it still be a bad season or a good season? Let's, uh, well, we'll get, get involved in the chat on that, guys. Get involved in the chat on that. Let, let us know your thoughts. I'll come to you later on that. Um mm. Dico said, Do you think Villa Medical team could stretch to perform in vasectomies? <laughs> no, we don't want to advocate <laughs> for that. We don't want to advocate for that. Um, Michael said, in the words of the great man, so it's still all to play for. Do you want to bet against us? Exactly.
1: Mm. Um, Rachel said,
0: For me, a good season, even if we don't get Europe, I expect the worst and hope for the best at this stage. Yeah. Um, Michael sums it up, so that's why I always say we should focus on the next game. Um and then Gary says Hi guys, Brighton only have to beat Southampton if we don't win at least two and maybe a draw against us. Yeah. Look, it's still on us as Michael said, you know, this game on Saturday is massive. You know, we have to beat mm. Tottenham because they're currently 3 points ahead of us. We beat them, obviously we go, I think we go above them on goal difference. Um it depends so look, how many but, we win by though, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's a ma- massive game, massive game. And that that's that's in our hands. It's it's still kind of in our hands because we play all the teams mm. around us. Uh, Everton have just shown how to cause Brighton trouble. Um, but guys, we are totally spent, don't you think? Now, again, good question on that. Another week, another week off. Players coming back, you know, Kamara, a full week in training. Matty Cash was obviously not fully fit for the game, but he'll have another full week in training. Coutinho was on the bench, another full week in training for him. Um, Leon Bailey, another full week in training for him, albeit obviously he came on and wasn't great. But look, those having those four players back it's got to be got to be a big impact for for villa moving forward in the for these last three games
1: yeah absolutely like you know it's good to have that healthy competition back and if it were me next week i'd be putting in Babacar kamara because we just need that physicality sorry yeah. this week if yeah. we just need that physicality back and that's yeah. something that that we miss because we were winning for so many Weeks and whatever we probably didn't notice that because we were playing such good football. But when our last two games against Man United and the Wolves, who are tend to be physical sides, we went hiding. So that's where you miss a Kamara and you miss that little bit of bitterness in the midfield. So and against Tottenham, regardless of how bad they've been and whatever, they're still a physical side, and it's a perfect game for Kamara to come into.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think a few people agreeing with us here. Uh... Agree with Michael. We can only focus on ourselves yet yeah, and Michael from changes week by week, form changes, sorry, week by week at this stage of the season. Yeah. Just yeah. strange results. There's either one nils or there's like crazy games like Fulham today against Leicester or Brighton, uh, Everton oh. today against Brighton. You know, there's just, there's so many crazy games at this stage of the season. Um, Dico said, we've got players coming back as, as we've just said, they're still all to play for despite making it harder for ourselves. Uh, Gary, I'm far more excited about who we sign rather than the conference league. we am going to get <laughs> on to get on to transfer rumours in a bit. But I th- I think, look, let's let's go for both, man. Let's go for both. It'd be fantastic. Uh, Adam says, I don't think we've shown enough from the last four games to give us that much confidence for the last three to play. As as Michael said before, form changes are week to week. And I think, you know, yeah, fair enough. We probably could have could have got a point there against Wolves, but beat Fulham, drew with Brentford, battling point against Brentford, and then you know, maybe we could have gone for it a bit more against United, but I think yeah. I I just I just got, I've just got a funny feeling that you know look much like Newcastle had that wake up call against us, you know they've probably then had another wake up call against Arsenal. I, I just feel like we'll 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 turn it into a positive um, and 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 go come out fighting against against Tottenham.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think you know Tottenham they're. They're a bit of a mixture at the moment. Like, you know, when when they're down, they're down. And when they're up, they're up. But, like, it's there's just no in-between with Tottenham. What about when they're halfway up?
0: <laughs> when they're Tottenham ever halfway They're neither up nor down.
1: Yeah, they're either up or down. There's no in-between with Tottenham. It's Tottenham. A bit like Humpty and Dumpty. When, yeah, Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall and then Harry Kane had a great fall. And so, like, when they went training <laughs> against liverpool brought it back the trio a minute later they go and score liverpool mm. and gary Neville summed the perfect it's the most tottenham see thing you'll ever see in your life and yeah. that's what it is with tottenham There's
0: just no in between with them they either yeah, lose yeah. or they win yeah yeah like it's been a bit fun. like us this season to be honest we've only drawn six games so it's going to be an interesting one um it's going to be a really interesting one. Michael says their Villa fans have a massive part to play on Saturday. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Uh, Nick's asking if Cash is back at the weekend. I mean, he was in the stands. At the, the The last press conference that said he trained on Wednesday. I think. I don't know whether he's had a setback or whether he just wasn't quite ready. But we'll obviously see the pictures in training tomorrow and and, and the rest of the days and see if he's see if he's coming through. Um, definitely, uh, Adam said definitely worried. Everyone is underestimating Spurs. And they're going to humble us they can be shaky but if they score goals we we can't keep up they will i'm sure they will score goals but we beat them two at their place mm. um you know we've got we've got i don't know we've we've got goals in us um we've been solid at the back i, I do worry about kane and, and son but look we've got to win we've got to win uh i'm not sure about injuries but we'll we'll, we'll look into it we'll cover that on thursday or friday when we do the match preview um Negative. Can I just say, there's been a bit of negatives from our fans at this stage. We must give all our players some love. As confidence is a big thing. I agree, mate. I, I guess it's just a thing like we want it. We want it so bad. It's there, and it's uh. it's been a thing with Villa fans. You know, Villa, but the, the club over the last few years. You know, when that opportunity presents itself, are we are we ruthless enough? Are we, um, you know, kind of big enough to go and get it? to go and grab it we've got it in our sights we've got it in our hands we've got to go and get it that's that's what i think villa fans want to see like just that that leadership just those players taking responsibility um and i think if they can see that start and if we, we start well against spurs on saturday we really will the fans will really get behind players so yeah hopefully hopefully that's what we can see um so just to round off a couple of comments, From what I can see of our three opponents left is that to just have to go straight at them. Yeah, 100%. We um, huh. just don't think we've got enough energy left for 90 minutes. Let's just hope those subs make a difference. Um, let's just see. Um, so... Last just to finish off, um, as we go as we're going through, um, please do um get your questions in. We'll we'll finish with some questions as well. and um, we do want to cover some transfers as well. There's so many rumors going around Villa at the moment. So we, I know you've yeah. got uh, know you've got your list updated, Martin. So we'll go through them as uh. well. But any other questions you want to ask us, but please before we before we move on, please hit that like button, guys. Um, really good numbers watching. So hit, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you are new to the channel. Um, we were five five away from fourteen hundred. Um, I don't know where we are as it stands. Um, oh, we're four away now. We're back to four away. So back to four. You know, if you haven't hit that subscribe button, please do. And if you want to become, Smash a member, it. we want to hit we want to hit fourteen hundred <laughs> by the end of this night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you want to become a member like Duncan, Michael, Rachel, um, then please hit the link. Hit the link at the top of the chat. It's pinned to the top of the chat. And uh, follow the instructions, and it's just $1.99 a month to become a member of the channel. Um, so, um, transfer rumours. Off you go, mate. Yeah, so i are, we, who are the things on Twitter
1: and all this stuff. Well, will start with the proper tier one sources, just for everyone to have a little bit of hope of this potential signage might happen. One is this big story that we've all been seeing that we're – Gwynn Daisy being up for sale now for Marseille. Apparently, it's over. They're not in the plans anymore, as reported by Fabrizio Romano. So, pretty reliable source, as we all know. And supposedly, they're willing to accept €25 million. Euro. Now, as we all know, Emery is a massive fan of him. And he really wants him in January. And the price tag was 50. Now, that's sliced in half because he's up for sale. And he probably wasn't playing the last few weeks. And I've noticed that he hasn't really been in the lineup. A lot of the fans have noticed that. So, there is this theory with some Villa fans on Twitter, not my theory, just some Villa fans on Twitter, that they reckon it's wrapped up with Daisy gone to Villa because obviously Emery number one man, everything else. So that's what's going on there with Daisy. I don't know what you think, Rich. What do you think on that situation with him?
0: Yeah. Um, let me just before i give you that we've had a mm-hmm. new member join richard white thank you hey so welcome much, richard mate. massive shout out to you um welcome to the villa park pod family as a true as a villa park pod follower mate it's much much appreciated so thank that you. that means so now much. you get
1: all the exclusive content to rich getting a haircut in the barbers
0: <laughs> 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 nice one nice one thank you so much um Gwen Doozy, yeah, I think I think Duncan might have mentioned it uh, on the chat a, a couple of times on other pods that he he kind of thinks it's 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 done like as he says there. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and Western saying this is a verbal agreement on Gwen So look, it's one of those where maybe they've put it out there that it's for sale. Maybe try and drive up the price a little bit if if it hasn't been signed on the dotted line. If it's a verbal agreement, but we, we will see. Uh, but yeah i think it's probably done i think there's too much in the in the tank for it not to be done um we're getting loads of quite, loads of uh comments on uh Ferran torres and Vlajevic would be marquee signings mm-hmm. um gary Howlett says 60 million for that guy at fulham that palinia no thanks yeah i was just about to get onto that apparently footballer insider Lovely yeah. shite, if you want to he's say it's not a, not a I said, one Villa are willing
1: to pay the asking price of 60 million. Let's be honest here, Villa are not that silly to go and pay 60 million for someone who's only played one year in the Premier League. He's been classed, don't get me wrong, but Villa are, not, are gonna go. I'm not paying 60 million for him when I can get going there for 25 now, like you know what I mean. So that's that's that link. So that's getting in the water. One player who has been linked, and as soon as we left this pod the last time for the preview. Is Kieran Tierney from Arsenal? Yeah. Now that's an interesting one because, you know, obviously with Alex Moreno, we probably need somebody in there to, uh, you know, cover for him. Is Tierney going to want to come in and be a cover,
0: even though he's already a cover for Shenshenko? Look, I'd love Kieran Tierney. I think he's a really good player. Um, But it's a different, you know, if Dini goes does Tini come in and then fight for Moreno on that left back spot, I think you've probably got other areas where we need to, we need to strengthen before that left back spot for me. Um, But yeah, who knows who knows but yeah i like Tierney, Palinia, yeah. i like him good player really good player like physical that that player we yeah. probably need in the midfield but 60 million again we've got other areas you could probably get you could probably it's the premier league tax isn't it you could probably get a player from the french league that does exactly the same as him for 20 million 15 million. exactly
1: like yeah. we look at kamara he was a free he's probably yeah. the exact same player uh one as well, Harvey Barnes, supposedly now Leicester rating him at 50 million pounds. And if Leicester go down, if, I'm not saying when, if they yeah. go down, that price tag's not getting paid for. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, mate. Of, it, it, but yeah. I
0: would like him, I would like him. Mm, I'd like
1: him too, he's very direct, he's very, you know, he loves to run in behind as well. So he's, he's more of a direct winger, something that we're probably missing just that little bit. And one player I I just wanted to touch on it kind of died down the last while is Lee Kang In. Yeah, because um, Gareth just posted him. this article that he was set and signed and ready. Villa's the next destination to mm. nothing. So yeah, yeah. Well, Gareth mentioned him.
0: Gareth mentioned him on the last show with that Al coming in. That he's got very mm. big links to Real Mallorca. And um, by the way, it's three one to Nottingham Forest now um uh, Gibbs White's just scored a penalty um but yeah he's got very good links to around Mallorca and he thinks that again Lee Kangin could be you know uh you know a, a sign in that we go to because you know that that director of football will all go and get him so you know we, we'll we wait and see we'll wait and see uh, but Harvey Barnes yeah I would like him but again he would need some coaching but look 12 goals when you compare it to a Bertrand Chauré or a Leon Bailey, you're talking to someone who is who is yeah. Premier League ready, knows what to do, always caused us massive problems, caused mm-hmm. a lot of teams problems. So, you know, I would I would 100% take Harvey Barnes. Funny how you say he needs coaching, but yet he's doing better than two lads who are getting coaching. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, that's the well... thing, isn't it? Like, that's the thing. You, you, you kind of look at, like, a Leon Bailey and you think, Maybe he doesn't react as well to that coaching because maybe he needs to play off the cuff. Maybe he's overthinking things. And and obviously mm. we know that Bertrand True is an off the cuff player. Um, so yeah. you know, it's it's a difficult one. But I think if you could if you could get Harvey Barnes for say 30 million and supplement that with, you know, I think Leon Bailey goes on a on a loan to buy option and then you maybe get Seven, eight, nine, ten million for a for a Bertrand Shiore, you're kind of balancing it up a little bit more. So yeah, yeah we'll wait and see. Um that's it. Few, few comments. Rachel says, I doubt Vlaovic or Torres will come through. Michael says Messi.
1: <laughs> I i I'm, I'm gonna touch on that one, right? I have this written down as simply as a banter one because obviously Martinez put that I'm trying to get all the Argentinians to come to Villa and Lowe's were just like Messi, 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 Yeah, Messi, yeah, Messi, yeah. Messi. He's, he, I and think he's like, agreed to go for to Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for starters, the wage for Messi, forget about it. <laughs> you literally have to sell Aston Villa if you want <laughs> him to come. Yeah. Like. yeah, exactly. So, like, not if, happening.
0: If we moan about season ticket prices... Way. Yeah, if we moan about season ticket prices now, I dread to think what they'd be like if we signed a Lionel Messi. You may as well sell the mortgage, Rich. <laughs> you know... But, and there's now, there's this one that came up. Sorry, go on, read that comment there. Yeah, Yeah, sorry, I was just going to say, Villa's still alive. We can get Europe if Man City win the Champions League. And FA Cup, we can get in the Conference League. Absolutely. Confirmation of Rich becoming a member. Brilliant. Uh, Gary says, who's this Kubo? Never heard of him and Big Money too. You mentioned him on the last last episode, didn't you? I did.
1: I mentioned him the last one. He was, he plays Real Sociedad at the moment. He was the lad who was, I think he was 16, that came on for... I think he played for both Real Madrid and Barcelona and he was dubbed like the next Japanese Messi. And he came to Madrid and ended up having loans since with Mallorca and different clubs. And I think now he's kind of settled in Sociedad and he's getting a lot of links to different clubs, not just Aston Villa. You know, so that's, that's all I know about him, really. I couldn't go into detail of his stats, his goals and assists and what his runs are and everything else. That's as much as I know. But... One player who has come up with the potential links to Aston Villa, and obviously since Almany's come in, the Barcelona links are going nuts. It's just going nuts. But one that did come up uh, is Jules Cundey, the centre-half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've
0: seen that one, but I think that one's probably a bit too far-stretched. What do you think? Look, it's a difficult one, isn't it, with centre backs? Because again, one's probably got someone's got to probably go out to to then hmm. bring one in, uh, and Mings, Mings and Conze uh, have been excellent. Um, so that's a, and then Carlos is now coming back. Do you go with another big name? Um, you know, Duncan's mentioned there, Christensen from Barcelona. Um, yeah, he's one too. He, yeah. So. Yes, fair enough. You need four you need four good centre backs, but would that suggest that he's maybe thinking of consor to right back? Obviously you put him to right back on Saturday and then you you free up space to bring someone in. Obviously well, Callum, is, Chambers, Emery is, Callum Chambers Emery is still is there to no, see yes. go.
1: Well Emery is known to change a centre back into a right back. He done it with one point. Mm. He did it with who did do with an Arsenal? I think he did it. I can't remember who done it with, but he definitely he always seems to change that right side of center half into a right back.
0: Mm.
1: Everywhere he's gone. So it's
0: just it wouldn't surprise me how if he shifts Cons out a right back. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh loads of co- loads of comments. Let me just let me just go through them. Uh, because we've got so many coming in. Uh mm-hmm. who have we got here. Uh Grenduzy in would mean Ramsey to the bench, right? Have to worry about his progress a little, especially after this season. I just think it's good for competition. Heard West Ham and Newcastle are interested in Gwendosy. Well, they're the usual suspects. Uh yeah. Gary says apparently Gwenduzie still has a house in London and West Ham want a rice replacement. I think he plays in a slightly different position now, if I'm right. Um yeah, but anyway.
1: Like rice is more yeah. of a natural six where is more of an E.
0: Yeah, and he even goes out wide, doesn't he, now? So yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's a bit of chat about eighth getting Europe, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Len um, Adam says, "Yeah, it doesn't." Get I, think, eighths, I no think. matter what happens, there, there's like one really ridiculous way that it could happen, but you know, I'm pretty sure it doesn't happen. But is it not if
1: if uh, if Man if Man City or Man United if they finish in the Champions League spots if one of them win. And obviously, it says Europa League comes to the next spot available, which is seventh. Does that not mean conference then goes into eighth? I'm
0: pretty I'm pretty sure. There's, there's so many people on Twitter, but someone better, better, far more qualified than me explained it. and Basically, eighth doesn't get it. So if anyone wants to comment in the chat, I'm pretty, like, I'm... I'm but then if ninth. you win the
1: League Cup, it's conference, isn't it? And Man United won that.
0: Yeah, but I just think it doesn't go to eighth. It goes somewhere else. Like, it'll go elsewhere. Like, it doesn't go like so. The scenario is there won't the the be an English team in the conference, yeah. Well, the seventh would, I think, just seventh gets it. I think there's probably a less one less team that gets in the Europa League or something. All right, fair
1: enough. Yeah,
0: fair enough. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Um, one player, yeah, go ahead. So, Dika said Nico Williams, Pedro Gonzalez, and Luis Enrique Paul saying Harvey Barnes, hmm. Western saying Emery wants Tierney. Um, yeah. Guendouzi can play throughout the midfield. Better for squad rotation, improving the squad. Smith-Rowe will be good uh, also from Arsenal, says Duncan. Um, yeah, Emery was Gary, the one who gave him his I'm chance, sure, yeah. I that question later uh, on that one. Forrester, 3-1 up, yeah. Uh, get Tierney and McGinn knows him, yeah, says Willie. Hmm. Um, Barnes scored again today and would be a handy signing. Uh, Paul says Ward Prowse to Villa I don't I mean that I, I don't think he's an Emery type player to be honest I still uh, love him though I, I, I'm a big fan <laughs> of his anyway <laughs> Gary says maybe new director of football to, has different ideas to who's been linked now exactly Exactly. that's probably why there's so many names coming through um, yeah like literally
1: since the sporting directors come in I feel like Man United just linked with every player that's out there yeah yeah like I don't know if that's me but I just feel that's just a weird one
0: yeah yeah Kubo says, uh, Western yeah. is linked to. Can you see Alvarez from Southampton come to Villa? I think there'd be a couple of players. I'd take that, um, what's that midfielder's name? Uh, Lavia, Lavia, I'd take him definitely. Yeah, he's definitely. a good player. Yeah, um, Duncan says Villa tried to buy Messi back in
1: 2008. <laughs> I think everybody tried to buy Messi back in 2008, <laughs> and I think Liverpool was the one who came closest. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Bobby, big up, lads, and everyone in the chat. Thank you, mate. Um, yeah, Bobby. uh Bobby. Bobby. Kubo is quick, and it would definitely be good, says Paul. Nick says, not suggesting me are but I really like that. In Cisco from Brighton, what a prospect he is. They've got loads, mate. They've got loads of pro- prospects. Pau Torres and Quen- Kunde would would be good. Yeah. I was just going to touch on Torres,
1: but I'll get to that in a second,
0: yeah. Nice one, mate. Nice one. We've got a couple more. Didn't Emery pay 60 million for Pepe at Arsenal? Yes, he did. Um, did, I believe Emery is building a squad of players for a season like Man City. Uh, Yeah, it would be good to have a good squad. Um, But that's why it would be good to get Europe, you see. Um, Gary said, would Spurs want Conference League or would they concentrate on their league form for next year in the Champions League? Possibly so. Um Paul says, "I think Villa will buy two strikers. One is Vlahovic; is top of his list. Why not? Newcastle got Isak. Exactly. Yeah. Well, look, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um oh. I prefer p- actual Premier League experience players over mid-table La Liga prospects. Uh, we just got to trust Emery, haven't we? Really? Um it. says, 'He's always made the team better. he has gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.'" Ultimately, we bottled Europe. People don't like to say it, but it's the same scenario as Arsenal. Good season, nonetheless. We haven't bottled it quite yet, mate. Let's just, mm. just wait till after Saturday. Forget the result on Saturday. I think we've got there. Um, yeah. Sorry, mate. What were you going to say? Um, yeah, I've seen a, a thing with Pau Torres that apparently,
1: I don't know how true it is now, that there has been contact with Emery to Villarreal about Pau Torres. Now, obviously, he's a big fan of Pau Torres from his days at Villarreal. And that is the strongest link I've probably seen in a while about Pau Torres. So, how true that is, I don't know. Please don't take me word for it. But I feel that if he is going to get Pau Torres, that'd be a huge statement. That'd be the the big name signing of the summer because Emery, wherever he's gone, he's always had one household name of a signing. So it'll be it'll be an interesting summer, that's for sure. But I think the Pau Torres one would definitely be the one that he would want because I think he's big on wanting a centre-half and obviously there's links out there, but apparently the one that Emery wants is Pau Torres.
0: Oh, fingers crossed, mate. looks a good player. Rachel says she'd love him as well. Mm-hmm. So, look, like you say, it's going to be an exciting summer. I feel that he'll still only make four or 5 signings. sign-ins. Um, I did want to come yeah. circle back to a comment that Paul made about players to leave. Um, let me just see. He said he would want Chambers, Dinia, Coutinho, Traore, Bailey and Olsen to go. Can you can you kind of agree with that? Is there anyone that you would keep on that list? or And also, is there anyone else who you would let go?
1: If it was up to me, I'd keep Coutinho, but I just have this weird feeling you go back to Brazil. So I agree with Paul. I think they'll all go. I can see I can see Keenan Davis leaving. He'll Mm -hmm. want to move. He scored today. Yeah, he scored today. He's done well today. I want to see... I'd keep Barcher. I think he needs to be around the team. Uh, Philip Bidace, I think he might probably go as well. He'll want to progress a bit. He's a good season, hasn't he? Yeah. Keep Tim. I'm not, I can't even pronounce his second name. I'm just calling him Tim. Uh, Bonham. Oh, yeah, that's the one. I keep him as well. There'd definitely be a lot of dead wood going, that's for sure. And I think that's when I mentioned it the last
0: time, you know, with the squad overhaul. I think that's probably what I meant. The dead wood, yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul saying he'd let Dan go as well. Rachel saying the backup goalkeeper. I I wouldn't sell him now. No, I, I probably wouldn't. It just—I guess it depends who we bring in and what. What I don't think any many clubs are going to be in for him, so I think he's probably one to keep. Um, mm. Backup goalkeeper would be the hardest position to fill this year, says Rachel. Yeah, uh, Weston agrees with you. He'd keep Coutinho. Um, Duncan saying Mendy from Chelsea would be a, set, a good second goalkeeper. Definitely. Would he want
1: to be second choice after being first choice for Chelsea, winning the Champions League and got dropped?
0: Yeah. Well. Obviously, Rachel's saying he'd want to be a number one goalkeeper somewhere. So, mm-hmm. look, it's it's a tough one. I've I've tried to think about you know good second second choice goalkeepers. It, do you go with a young prospect like an England under twenty one or a you know a Spain under twenty one or something like that, or do you go with an aging goalkeeper who doesn't mind being a number two? It's it's a really difficult one. Or do you if we do get Europe, do you go with a goalkeeper that's going to play in the European games? So it's a little bit more. Established, um, but I don't quite, think that'll happen. I think Emma Martinez
1: will want to play in the European games, he wants to test himself, you know.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Like I said, I agree with you. I think the camber probably goes as well, um, yeah. although I wouldn't like that to happen
1: because I'm always a big fan of him. You exactly,
0: know? you're the yeah, you're the president yeah. of the as family, he's
1: marvelous, as what I would say, yeah. you know. Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, um. There's still a fair few players to leave, um, and and yeah, get money in for as well, which which would be mm. good. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> a corpse in goal. We've already got Olsen. Yeah, no point huh. getting Europe if you don't take it seriously. Absolutely, mate. I, I do agree. I do agree. A um, few starred comments. Uh, what we got here? Oh, Michael saying. Uh, actually, let's go with Gary's first. Does Ramsey start next season, or does it halt his progress?
1: I, I don't know about that one. That's that's a good question, actually, because if the signings come in and they progress, it does halt his progress. But at the same time, does it give him that he's motivation got, he's to got make a sure, up, hasn't he? Yeah, 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 like he's got to step up if these players come in. So it's a good question. The only way that can be answered if is in time. It's the mm. only answer I can give. In time, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's got to do a bit of work in the summer on his physicality. I yeah. think you know he would be one of those. He's what is he twenty-one? I think you could see a lot now. of yeah, you know, I think you could see a lot of growth coming from him in the in the summer. Like mm. you know how some players like Lee, you know, come out of uh they go into pre season a certain shape and then they come out of pre season like they look completely different.
1: And I yeah. think if he
0: gets in the gym and gets on a like a f- nutrition plan and a fitness plan, I think you might see a different Jacob Ramsey coming through next next season. So hmm. that's what I hope anyway. Um that's what I really hope. And Michael's saying, yeah, he's still young, absolutely. Um, another question from Adam saying, any are there any strikers we are linked to that would realistically come? Lin Kang is probably the only one, but he kind of
1: kind of plays anywhere across the front four. The ones I'm saying that the obscure ones are like you Know Valahovic and Torres, they're the obscure ones, so I've not really seen any links to strikers that are Tammy. realistically could join Villa. Tammy, Tammy, yeah. Um, but the question is, would ta- if we don't get Europe, would Tammy want to join us after playing the- in European football for a while with Roma? Yeah, you're re- back in the Premier you know- League, though, isn't it? It's back in the Premier League. Yeah. It is back uh, in the Premier League. It is back home. It's back to a club where he knows and he knows he'd be loved. But at the same time, when you're a football player, after getting a, bit of a taste in European football for like a Roma or any Italian side or anywhere in Europe, you know, would he want to come to a team that's not in Europe
0: if Villa don't get it?
1: I'm
0: sure that's... we'll have quite a few players that'll be af- after him. So, uh, club, sorry, that'll be after him. But look, it's as Rachel said, the money's too high. He'd want big wages as well, but you know, yes. look, he's got a good relationship with Villa as, as Michael says, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, I do want to finish up, um, tonight just by, um, saying another, another, uh, shout out from Michael there. Fantastic win yeah. for the Villa women. Uh, Five nil away from home against Reading. Yeah. Five nil away from home, uh, against Reading. Hat trick for Rachel Daly. Uh, now she's top of the goal scoring charts with 20 goals this season. I think fourth position is going to be a little bit too far for them to get, but certainly, yeah. you know, fifth, top, top of the rest. I guess the question for Villa, Villa women's team is, can they hold on to the likes of Rachel Daly and, you know, uh, Staniforth and Hanson and uh, Lehman and one or two of the other players, and Daly, uh, Ken- sorry, Kenza Daly. Can they keep hold of those players for next season? Because you know what happens. The big clubs come calling when these players are doing well.
1: That's it, and it's always been the Villa case. I've seen uh Rab John hmm. Kevin's one of Kevin's favorite players going to Man United, and Kevin's like it's like Dwight York all over again, you know. So it will be hard for Villa to keep a hold of these players, but I think if Villa women if they bring in the players that build the teams around, like so the Dailies, the, the Kensalis, the Hannah Hamptons, you know, they'll uh they'll want then to stay if they see this improvement of players, the higher calibre players coming into the team, so they'll definitely stay if the higher calibre player comes in, if not
0: bit of a struggle then to keep them Exactly, exactly, a um, few comments coming in about them I uh, really hope we can keep these players, says Michael uh, Rachel says, I think Rachel Daly has another two years on their deal but Patton and Hanson we need to keep hold of if, if possible, 100% I agree um, and uh Paul said, so do you think Villa women will look abroad for players now? You yeah, know, could be, could be. I'm sure it there's been be some... could be a good show, because there's definitely the a lot conference. of good players abroad. There is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Man United you have know. done
1: it, Man City have done it, Chelsea have done yeah.
0: it, so there definitely yeah. is good players abroad. Yeah. There's been some backing as well financially, and there'll be some more backing next season, and also there's been better crowds, so look, hopefully they can, you know, increase their wage budget by you 20-30%, know, and Get some, like you said, Martin. Build the team around these players because that's what's going to push them. Because they're probably what two or three players away from consistently challenging, like a, an Arsenal or a, or a or a Man City. Like they're they're always in the games, but they're never quite clinical enough to to kind of win the games, are they? That's that's the pot. That's the problem.
1: No, and you're right. I think uh, you know that it was it was always going to be a far stretch to try and get into that top four with and Man United, at Chelsea, and Arsenal at Man City with such the financial backing that they get. You know, and the players that they've got is fantastic. And for them to finish fifth, get to an FA Cup semi-final, beating Man City along the way, and even bet Man City in the league too and got a draw with them, won all the leagues. They didn't lose to Man City this year, really, when you look at it. Mm. So they definitely will want to build on that and try to break into that top four and try and... I think in the Women's League, it's at the top
0: three in the Women's League that get, like, uh, the Europe. I think it is now. Yeah, <clears throat> I think it is now because they've done pretty well. So, and they're obviously trying to expand it. So, yeah, mate, honestly, it's been phenomenal, like, the growth. And I think Gaza's has mentioned it there, who's, who's joining us. Gaza says there, you know, as long as they don't lose the manager, she's one of the best out there. Yes, yeah, she's done a fantastic job, Yeah, Carl Award. I so. want to
1: touch on that one just a little bit, actually, because when I was on the, the Devils United podcast with Mays, she said, "If she was going to get anybody from Aston Villa, it would be Carla Ward because she's a big fan of her, and they've done such a good job of the team that she's got." And I think when she was at Reading, uh, I can't remember. I can't remember if she said it was Reading or a different team that they got a team promoted, like with barely like fifteen players. That just goes mm-hmm. to show that she's capable of any situation that she's put under. So, like, hopefully, she keeps she keeps a ho- that. Sorry, that if my are going to get anybody it's Carla Ward, and I hope that they do keep a hold of Carla Ward because she's probably that glue to keeping them players together and trying to bring a higher. Oh well, yeah, players. exactly.
0: It's one. It's one of them where if a manager leaves, they take some players with them. So look, we don't want that to happen. We don't want that to happen. Yeah, exactly. Look, Martin, uh, great pod uh, as again as you uh, as usual with you, mate. Great pod um, and great to have everyone in the chat. Um, everyone with their comments um i've got it i've got to jump off it's uh bedtime for my little little lad so he's got school tomorrow hmm. um but yeah i please, don't have guys. kids so i wouldn't know the struggle <laughs> yeah yeah exactly hit that like button um hit that subscribe button we're going to be back with talking tactics later on in the week hopefully tomorrow oh, i would say wednesday so look out for it on wednesday um and we'll be back with a match preview later on in the week and Look, there's so many transfer rumours coming out, so much news around Villa. I'm sure we'll be in for a body more bulletin later on in the week as well. So, keep your eyes out for plenty of content coming up. As I said before, hit the like button, subscribe, and help. Remember, click the link. And as always, thank you for watching. And remember, we all follow the Villa. Thanks, everyone.